Decameron Tales, directed by Claire McGuire. Sound design by Thomas Donahue. Recorded and mixed by Thomas Donahue. One day, on the grounds of an isolated monastery, a young monk whose vigour and freshness neither fasts nor vigils were able to diminish was taking a walk, when all of a sudden he caught sight of a beautiful young woman picking herbs. Madonna, you are far too beautiful to be working out here all alone. He's not bad-looking. I assure you, Mr. Monk, that I'm well used to being alone. Used to being alone? What an absolute tragedy for someone as beautiful as you. Please, allow me to be in your company for just a little while. And by the way, no need to call me Mr. Monk. The name is Matteo. Why not have a little fun? Yes, all right then, Matteo. I'd love to spend some time with you. A little while later, locked in the monk's cell, they were lost in the throes of passion, unaware that they could be heard by the old abbot who happened to be walking past the monk's door. I may be an incredibly pious and virtuous man, but even I can recognize that these cries are the cries of lustful passion, and certainly not from a monk in a particularly rambunctious prayer. Wow. That was... <sighs> Amazing. Shh. Oh, no. What? Shh. I think there's someone there. I need to find a way for you to get out of here without being seen. Quickly, get dressed. The monk knew he would be severely punished if the abbot found out he had a girl in his room. Jesus. You're such a cliché. Please don't use his name like that. And please, be quiet. You stay here. I'll be back in five. I need to figure out a way for you to get out of here without being seen. Boys. Well, uh, good... Um, good afternoon, Pops. Good afternoon. Mr. Abbott, uh, fancy seeing you here. I um, just need to go outside to collect the wood that I cut this morning. With your permission, I mean, if that's all right with you. Of course, Matteo. The extra wood would be wonderful. Well done. Good. All right, uh, so uh, I'll go do that. And remember, there's absolutely no need to check my room. I promise it's all spick and span and in tip. A top shape. Now I'm going to find out exactly what he's been up to. <gasps> Holy moly! You gave me a fright. You're not Matteo. No, I am not. I am... Mary, Mother of Jesus. You're the Virgin Mary? You're so pretty. Very pretty indeed. I like you very much. Very, very much. Why shouldn't I enjoy myself like the young monk did? After all, sorrow and suffering are always readily available around here. No one's going to find out. What is it that they say? A sin that is hidden is half forgiven. 
Oh, my God. Sorry, I must stop blaspheming. But, Mr. Monk, please put back on your clothes. I am not the monk. I am the abbot. Then, Mr. Abbot, pull up your drawers. Oh, I... Um, I... At that moment, Matteo returned to the room. Abbot! Monk! Abbot! Monk, why is there a girl in your cell? The abbot put on a stern face and rebuked him severely. Rebuke, rebuke, rebuke! And ordered for him to be put in prison. Prison! Abbot, could you please put back on your clothes? What? You're naked! Oh, yes. Abbot, could you please explain why you want to punish me? After all, I haven't been with the Order of St. Benedict's very long, and I haven't yet learnt all its rules. Its rules, yes, indeed. Up to now, you've shown me your ways of fast and vigil. But not your ways with women. Ah, uh, yes, about that. And now that you've shown me the way, I, I think I'd rather leave the monastery. What I see now is truly... Horrifying. Look at you. The abbot mournfully looked down at his naked, tired and aged body. Your clothes, abbot, for the second time. Please, put on your clothes. Yes, yes, I'm sorry. And a proper apology to this young lady, please. I am truly sorry. For my reprehensible behaviour? For my truly reprehensible behaviour. And with that, he picked up his holy vestments and quietly walked out the door. Thank you. Ah, it was nothing. No, I love the way you stood up for me. I just got so mad when I saw him standing there. What a hypocrite. But I also felt guilty, because I too am a hypocrite. But you don't have to be. Like you said, all of this has made you feel like leaving. I know. I haven't minded the fasting or the praying. It's just the whole chastity thing. I don't think I can do it. Especially after meeting someone as pretty as you. Then don't. After all, you don't want to end up a dirty old fecker like him. Come on, come home with me. This isn't the life for you. Give me five minutes to pack a bag. Us meeting today, my love, is what you might call divine intervention. That rambunctious tale, Derek Keegan was the storyteller. Daryl Gahuli, Matteo. Fiona Bergen as the girl, and Goya Goyevich as the abbot. There was once a man called Nuto, who had worked for years in a convent tending the nuns' garden. One day he had had enough of their constant nagging, so he left, promising that he would send a replacement. I hate that place. For a holy ground, it very much creates misery and anger. I love that garden of theirs, but the nuns seem to have the devil in them, but nothing I ever did was right or good enough for them. You could do that better. Oh, not in that manner. Well, if you know so well yourself, why don't you do it your own way? And the young nuns used to laugh at me. Young nuns? And don't get me started on pay. 
pittance. If you were that unhappy, it was a good idea of yours to leave. What's that you say? Nothing. Nutto, you go home now. Put your feet up and have a nice cup of tea. Yeah? That's it. All right. Bye-bye. Good lad. Oh, my God. How is it possible to live with so many women and not have a good time? Nuns or no nuns? I have an idea. I can fulfill the gardening duties of Nutto and perhaps provide some little extras. If I pretend I'm a deaf mute, they'll take pity on me and take me on for sure. And being as young and as good-looking as I am, they'll lavish me with affection. Misetto, get thee to the nunnery. And so, a day later, Misetto arrives at the convent. Begin sweeping and we shall see how suited you are for the job. Sweep! And who do we have here? A new layman for the convent? Well, yes, and... And what might your name be? Hello? Yoo-hoo? What's the matter? Has a cat got your tongue? Sister, he can't talk nor hear you, poor creature, is a deaf mute. I'm convinced we're going to get good work out of him. He's just what we need to replace Nuto now that he's left. Besides, you wouldn't have to worry about him joking around with our young novices. He can't speak. Very well. He can stay. Get him some clean clothes, a new pair of shoes, and plenty to eat. Yes, I'm in. (laughs) (laughs) I bet you one whole holy hour I can get his attention before you do. Sister Florentina, you have yourself a deal. (coughs) Is that it? Let me show you how it's done. Stop. We are trying to lure him in, not drive the poor man away. This clearly isn't working. I'll simply go up and introduce myself. Excuse me, sir. Excuse me. It is very bad manners to ignore none when she's speaking to you. Sisters, may I ask why you are talking to our new labourer? You may as well be talking to a brick wall. A brick wall? Yes, he's a deaf mute. Now let him be, he has work to do. (laughs) He's a deaf mute, how perfect. (laughs) What do you mean? We can do what we want with him and he won't be able to tell anyone. Oh my god! Maybe you shouldn't be thinking about such things, Sister Florentina. What are you saying? Don't you remember we've taken a vow of chastity? We've made a vow to God. A promise to God. Think about how many promises we've been told he's made to us. And not one of them, it seems to me, he's ever kept. So why should we have to keep ours? (laughs) I have to admit, he is so very lovely. (laughs) I'd sin for him even on a Sunday. (gasps) Sister Florentina! We should let all the other nuns in on our idea. After all, sharing is caring in our community. And Sister Florencia, is it such a sin to give a poor, unfortunate man as him a chance to finally enjoy life? (laughs) Okay, sister. Let us give this man a taste of heaven. (laughs) It 
wasn't long before some of the other nuns saw what was going on and began to fully partake in the services that Masetto provided. Day after day, night after night, none after none. Although Masetto was having the time of his life, the physical strain of all his shenanigans was starting to catch up with him. He couldn't complete a day's work without frequently needing to take an afternoon nap. Sleeping when you should be working? You're a very bad boy, aren't you? You will have to be punished. You naughty, naughty boy. No, 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 please have mercy on me. Please, sister, I need a rest. I've been told that one cock is enough for ten hens. But let me tell you, ten men would have a hard time satisfying one woman. Yet it's my job to offer my services to all of them. Well, I just can't do it anymore. I, I just can't do it anymore. Deaf mute? I thought you were a deaf mute. Uh, well, I was. I was, but I, I wasn't always. I lost ability to speak because of an illness, and, uh, well, I thank God that on this very day, for the first time, I can speak. I can hear. What do you mean, all of them? Um, well, it's actually a very funny story. After patiently listening to everything, or nearly everything that had been going on, the abbess decided that the best thing to do was to convince the people living in the area that he was once a deaf-mute, and by the power of prayer he had been cured. And regarding his relationship with the young novices? They were so deceitful. Yeah, but a lot of them said they didn't want to be there in the first place. They'd have made to go there. I would die if my parents put me in a convent. They had taken a vow, which they broke. Yes, but they weren't hurting anybody. That's exactly the conclusion the abbots came to. So after that, they all agreed to keep their little setup to themselves. They all lived happily ever after. I don't believe it. I can't believe the abbess approved. I don't know if she exactly approved, but she understood... And as Stefano said, they weren't hurting anybody. They were just freely expressing their sexual desires. And she probably knew what it was like to live with unfulfilled desires. I never thought about nuns having desire. I know what it's like. What? To live with unfulfilled desires. Here we go again. Mona Altruda, lift up your tail. You look alluring without the veil. Gross! Stop! There's grass beneath the little olive tree. Go through the weeds and the treasure is free. You always lower the tone. You're making everyone uncomfortable. So do us a favour and shut up. All right. If that will make you happier. <laughs> <laughs> Don't cry <laughs> None of the girls like me That's not true It's just It's just at times you're a little bit too much You can say that again I just want to be loved Holy moly folks what a tale that was! Lucky Macedo was played by Matt Lanahan. 
Christopher O'Sullivan was Muto and the abbess. And the mischievous nuns, Florentina and Florencia, were played by Emma Parsons and Gwinnell Chalet. Goya Goyevich was the old nun. The storyteller was Derek Hegan. <laughs>